Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Divorce the First Six with Peter Maestri. That's me. I'm going to be your host, and today we have the pleasure of having Sadie Marie on the show. Sadie Marie has been divorced for about three years, and she has a beautiful boy, 11 years old, and a beautiful girl that's nine years old. And that's about all I'm going to tell you about Sadie Marie, because the rest we're going to discover for ourselves. So having said that, Sadie, thank you for being a yes to this conversation. Thank you, Peter. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you and everyone who's listening. So am I. For those of you that don't know, we've been attempting to to have this conversation for quite a while. So I'm super grateful that that it happened today. So without further ado, I'm going to ask you the inevitable question. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your first six months. What was that like? My first six months. So I'm focusing on, I was divorced October of 2018. And I'm going to talk about the six months right after my divorce became legal because that was such a time of awakening for me. It was such a time of rebirth and I call it my honeymoon stage. And I just love talking about it. So first I wanna talk about during the first six months, my new home. I think after a divorce, the new home, it's just such a mystery. Where will I live? Where will I have a safe place for me and my kids to be? And I remember so clearly when I walked into my new home, Peter, it was like magic. And interestingly, one of my best friends, I live in a duplex, and one of my best friends is my housemate. I call her my housemate. We were roommates 17 years ago, and it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Don. I love you so much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Don is someone who's always had my back. And so when I was telling friends, I need to find a place to live, she said, I I have an idea because the unit below me right now is a bed and breakfast. It's an Airbnb. And I think my landlord, if he meets you, I think he'll like you and he'll, he'll let you rent. So she arranged this meeting and my landlord's name is Gary and it should just be Mr. Rogers because he is saint, a saint like that. He is, he exudes love. And so I walked into this, my home and, and Gary was with me and I almost, Peter, I almost started to cry because it felt like me. It felt like me. And I was just like, my body was shaking, you know, because I'm like, oh my gosh, look what the universe has provided. My one of my best friends is going to live above me. This incredible landlord who I've heard about from her for years will be, you know, someone I'll be renting from. It was almost fully furnished because it had been an Airbnb for a couple of years. And it was just so beautiful. And he was even, he even renegotiated the rent with me. I mean, it just all fell into place. And so it was just such a confirmation to me from the universe, from the essence of love that I was going to be okay it was just a reminder that it was all going to work out for me, which is a mantra I've been saying to myself ever since my divorce, everything works out for me. And that was just, it was just pure magic. So my home was the the starting place of my new life. And so coming into this space, 
my kids had their own bedroom. I had my own bedroom, obviously. There was a sweet little office. I have my own business, so it was just perfect. I have, I'm sitting in my nook right now when we're talking, everyone who's watching on, on YouTube, this is my sacred spot. All the good conversations happen in my nook, Peter. If I feel like right now you're sitting across the other side of the table and we're just nooking it out here, having a real talk. I love it because this is a space where I just keep it real in my nook. So how perfect that we're having this conversation today. But my home was just that first kiss from the universe, like it's all going to work out for you. And I remember the first time that I slept in my new bed, in my new bedroom. And, you know, that next morning I woke up and I'm like, this is real. Like, this is my life. I created this, you know, I created this, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, everything that you go through in a divorce and it's so exhausting and I, I, you know, that's not my focus today, but to be in that bedroom and that bed and like wake up and the sun coming in through the window and just like, this isn't a dream. This is my new life. And I created it. And it was just, it was just, you know, so quiet and peaceful. And I just felt so excited. And just the mystery, like what, what's going to be next for me. And I mean, the first six months were just, like I shared earlier, they're just so powerful and so transforming, but also very Playful, and I am excited to share about all of that in our conversation today. But I, I just really love my home. You know, it was the first six months I got to entertain again. You know, when I was going through a divorce, I just shut down, Peter. I just became a shell of myself. I, I didn't have any energy to entertain. I mean, where was I going to entertain? I hardly had a place to sleep when I was going through a divorce because, you know, I didn't want to be in my home back then. And, and I didn't really have a lot of places. So I stayed with friends and I lived out of a suitcase going through my divorce. So to have my own home again, and it was beautiful and to have my friends over and to make them dinner, to make a meal for my friends and have them around a table and laugh. It was just so beautiful and wonderful. Just felt like, and like, I'm, this is me. And, you know, they'd walk into my new space, my new home and be like, wow, Sadie, this is you. They're like, this is you more than your other house was like, this just screams you. And it just felt so affirming, you know, to have the parties again and to have friends over to sit in the nook and to have these real conversations. And I had energy again to talk about uh, life and to dream and to share my story and to be honest and vulnerable. Again, I had the energy to do that. And my home has just been the last three years, one of my best friends. I love this space. And I will tell my landlord, I mean, during, during COVID, I had moments where I'd call my landlord and I'd just say, Gary, I just love that you rented me this home. I just love that I can, during this hard time, be in this beautiful space. So, that's just a wonderful memory of my first six months is finding this home and living life fully in this home and having precious conversation and raw conversation and light, playful parties in my home. It's just one of the greatest memories of the first six months of my, after my divorce. And then also just a fun memory. So I was divorced illegally in October of 2018, like I shared earlier. And one of my male friends took me out for a drink. He's like, okay, girl, we're going to get a drink. We're going to have a conversation. So we went out for this drink, Peter. And he said, okay, look, here's the deal. I'm going to challenge you to go on 27 dates in two months. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, I have, okay, I, okay. There's a little bit of backstory about me. I have one brother and I have on my mom's side of the family, I have nine male cousins. And when I was growing up, all the neighbors were boys. So guess what? I've learned to be competitive. So I'm like, game on, Greg, game on. And, you know, for me, it was just fun and games. Clearly, I was not looking right after my divorce. I still am not looking for anything traditional when it comes to relationships. So what was so fun about that? Well, a lot of things were fun about that, Peter. But I, you know, I just allowed myself to, when I was going on these dates, just to practice new things like being more playful and being more direct and asking men questions that I wanted to, you know, hear their answers about had nothing to do with, well, will he ask me out on a second date? Cause I didn't care. I didn't care if I ever saw the guy, you know, I just was wanting to have fun in the moment. And so we would cut the chase. Like I would ask these guys, so who, who's on your bench of chicks? Like, these are the questions I would ask these men on these dates and they'd look at me and I'm like, Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. You can, you know, and we'd have such Fantastic conversation because I wasn't needing them to like me. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in that uh, stage where I was maybe in my twenties or thirties, like, Oh, like me, like me. It's like, yeah, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like we're having this date. Doesn't matter if we see each other again, let's just have fun. And just the great raw honest conversation, you know, the looks on their, the looks on their faces when I'd say things like, yeah, so, you know, how many women do you like dating at the same time? Or what do you think of non-monogamy? Are you ethically non-monogamous or, you know, just fun, playful questions or, or things I would never, ever in a million years had asked on dates in my twenties and Thursdays, thirties. So it was just fun for me in my forties, you know, post-divorce to have all that freedom. And so that first six months with dating, like just so much freedom. And then I remembered um, when I was thinking about this conversation with you, like, God, I just, remember really liking kissing. I'm like, wow. When I was um, dating, I'm like, wow, I just forgot how much I like to kiss guys. I'm like, kissing's fun, Peter. So uh, it was a delicious exploration of being easy breezy on dates. And also it just really, um, the first six months, just with my sexuality, I really realized that I was more of a sexual being than I thought it was. I really learned that I enjoyed sex um, a lot more than I ever thought I did. And I'm still learning that about myself. And that's been really liberating. I wasn't raised to embrace my sexuality, to, to enjoy sex. And so post-divorce, especially in my six months when I was in such a free place, I really had a lot of fun with my sexuality and, and trying new things and seeing what I liked and being more direct with men uh, in intimate moments. And I found, I found that very freeing and I continue to find that very freeing. And so anyone post-divorce, allow yourself to try something new around dating or sexuality. I, I have just learned that when I give myself that space and freedom and openness and not worrying about... Mm, you know, what the other person will think, not that that, that I'm not respectful, but I'm not really caught up in their opinion of me. It's more like, is this something that I'm enjoying? And of course, making sure that it's a reciprocal experience. But, you know, the first six months were just really delicious around just uh, sexuality, enjoying my um, carefree spirit around dating. And when I get frustrated with dating now, I try to remember my first six months and how much breezy fun I had because 
It's a good place to be. I like the mindset that I had. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.